Hey, Boo. I'm Deanna. And I am Elvia. And we've been besties for over 15 years. That's right. And welcome to the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone Podcast, where we're going to be giving you guys all the tips and advice on the things we wish we would have learned when we were younger. From relationships, like living with your man, girl, I complain, complain about it all the time. She sure does. Or talking about that single life and getting your flirt on. Ooh, honey. You trying to find that guy to make your corazón go beady beady bomb bomb? Yeah! <laughs> that's good. But that's not all. We also are going to be discussing so many other topics like career highs and lows. To wellness because we all need a little namaste. Ooh, yes, queen. And we're going to be joined by some of our expert amigas to cover all these topics and provide you guys with some practical tips to live your best life. We sure will, girl. Please join us and be part of our amigahood. You don't want to miss us being our best and most blondie selves because we're so blondie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Please don't forget to subscribe and we can't wait to hear from you. everyone to the bestie bestie bone bone podcast we Hello. are back from from an amazing photo shoot that yes. we'll, we'll catch you up on yes. and uh we are so thrilled for our guest today i'm ecstatic for this mujer because this is a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart so everyone please welcome julie to our podcast Hi everyone, it's Julie and Besting Latina, como me dicen online. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Diana and Elvia, for inviting me on. This is going to be awesome. Let's talk about money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, girl. Um, all right. So before we get into all the juicy questions, Julie, would you mind telling everyone about your background, what you currently do? And I would love for you to sort of talk through what it was like growing up Latina and the money lessons you learned before getting and becoming Investing Latina. Yes, absolutely. So I was born in the Dominican Republic and I came to New York with my parents when I was four years old. And it was definitely a huge culture shock for me because I had only Spanish up to that point and uh you know although I was young it was I remember that day going into kindergarten and I was like what in the world are they saying um and it was so it was just so funny uh, the fact that it's like so vivid in my mind uh but it was kind of the beginning of my I really had no clue what I was doing but I had worked for a nonprofit organization uh, that I still love and uh, I'm really passionate about the things that they do because they cater to uh, the elderly. And uh, you probably have heard me say so much of how important it is to invest for retirement. And honestly, ex experiencing that at that organization taught me so many lessons because I saw, you know, what that community goes through, you know, when you're older and you don't have someone that can help and, and you have to depend on 
like social services or other people to do things for you. So it's really difficult uh, when it, when when you're in that situation. But I opened up my account, my retirement account, and I haven't looked back since. <laughs> Woohoo! Wow, nineteen. That's amazing. That's- that's so damn impressive. I'm like barely figuring it out. I'm 33. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And trust me, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing, but I put in those $50 and I got started and I was like, uh, target date fun. Uh, okay. I don't know what that means, but sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, I want to wow, tell you that okay. I was the same way. I was the same way in college. I, took all the classes, graduated as a super senior because I had way too many units because I loved school and I wanted to take, at my college, it was like all the Chicano studies and African-American wow, studies courses. that's awesome. So I just took all of them. I was like, I want to I learn all the things. And I felt the most connected to my culture in college during that time. But um, I have a question for yes. you. When you were at this nonprofit working with a lot of the retired or working with the elderly or seniors, um, were a lot of them uh, Latino, like brown and black community seniors? Because I've been in that space before and I often see a lot of, I'm going to speak as a Latina, a lot of the Latino elderly who are in their 60s still working because neither them their kids or anybody set them up for retirement because they didn't know so they work well into their 80s yep mm-hmm. yeah when i was so the there, elderly that you were was it like brown and black or was it everyone well the organization was very focused on the jewish community so that made Got up okay. the majority of the people that they serviced uh but there were also because it's new york there also a mix of brown and black people so it there was some of that but it just kind of also goes to show that there are sometimes programs that are very specific to certain certain demographics and then um there also aren't which puts the latino community in a even worse situation so So for me, I didn't really get to help that many people in my own community, although I was helping people that did it because of the situations that they were in. But it it was still a there was still a gap, you know, so. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I just uh, I have a I have a friend who used to work in that space, too. And she used to always say, oh, it's so frustrating to see a, a woman, but it's also admirable be in her 60s continuing to work because she's like providing for her mm-hmm. equals and she's in her 60s or 70s because she didn't really have a retirement right plan. right and it's so important and it becomes more important every day because of the fact that social security is slowly the fund that exists under social security is uh windling down and in 2035 it's estimated that it will be gone completely so that's going to mean that the benefits that people receive will be much less than what they receive Mm -hmm. now and if you think about that the funds being much less and inflation going up which it will definitely be going up especially after this this year the turmoil that we're experiencing Mm -hmm. economically this year 
So it, it's not a good combination. <laughs> so it leaves you in a place where it's like, okay, you know, you, you have to prepare. There's so many things that we can not prepare or predict. Uh, but then there are some that we can. And I think saving and investing for the long term is definitely something that we can uh, prepare for. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so let's talk about that preparation. Yeah. Um, so uh, what are some of the first steps that we should be taking in order to invest money um, what should we be researching? What should be, we be looking for when starting to invest? Yeah, um, I think that the first step really is, it has nothing to do with investing. It has to do with really being sure that you are in a comfortable place in terms of having cash reserves because of we don't know what can happen because careers are changing. The landscape is really evolving into something very different. We're going through something right now that feels like what the industrial revolution was decades ago. Now this is like the technological revolution and things are shifting. We are staying home, not only because of the health crisis, but also because companies are evolving. So it's really, really important. Uh, my, first, my first advice is definitely always be in a place where you can manage the money that you do have. When you are in that place where you, you have a grasp on spending a little bit less and, and being able to really just cover the needs that you have before going out and going shopping, <laughs> which we all love to do, mm -hmm. um, then you can really stop taking less time. target trips. Yes, we love Target trips because they will get you. You're like, oh, it's only a dollar. It's only $2. And all of a sudden, every $300. Time, every time. Every time. Doesn't yes. fail. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that it, once that's kind of when you have that in place, and that takes time, you know, that's not something that can be done from one day to another. It took time for me. I was a shopaholic, and I, I know that it was a shopping addiction because I was in a place where I had so many things. I did not shop for a full year and I still had things with tags in my closet. So it was an experience that really kind of changed my, my life and my mind. And I, I started spending less money and I started analyzing what was really important to me. And something that's really important to me is being able to have choices and in order to to create choices for yourself you have to feel confident in your money situation and i know that that can be very difficult uh when we don't know things because we don't they don't teach us these things they don't in school they don't sit us down and they're like okay let's look at these uh stocks and bonds and uh the return on the market they don't we don't they don't cover those things in school that's the reality of it so we kind of have to learn them on our own. And how do we do that? We have so many resources right now, more than ever online. Granted, yes, online can be a scary place because there's also a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, but that's always the place to, to start, to start doing research, to start going to reliable sources, going to the actual investment firms that have been around a very long time. So I don't want to throw shade to Robinhood, but 
Robin Hood has only <laughs> been around a couple of years. And if I can give you some advice, it would be start with a company that has been around a couple of decades, like Charles Schwab or E-Trade or, you know, uh, Vanguard Fidelity, two very well-known companies for, for all of the uh, investment history that they have. No, I really, I'm so glad that's, I was listening to the NPR story about the, um, about the gentleman who committed suicide because of Robin Hood and, and the turmoil and bad publicity that Robin Hood has right now around that. And it's just, uh, it's very telling of how careful and cautious you have to be about investing. Yeah, you know? for sure. And you have to do your research. It's not something that you're going to know automatically. You have to take the time to, to test things and see what works for you. But the easiest way, if I had to really simplify it, is to know that you have a lot of time. If you are investing for the long term, you have time to learn, you have time to adjust your strategy, you have time to pick up different ideas, different stocks and, and things. You don't have to do it all on one, in one day. So decide how much exactly you want to contribute and on a monthly basis and then open up that account. As soon as you know, okay, this is what I can consistently give, if that's $50, $100, maybe it's $500. Maybe you're in a great place where your, uh, your business is booming or your company is doing, adapting really well. So decide what that amount is, get started. Elvie, I don't know if you have a question, but I have a follow-up. Yeah. So I would love to know twofold. I'm actually in that position right now. And I, and I got this question a lot from young Latinos, like where, where should I go? What is the first thing I should do? So when you say open up an account, so let's say we've done our research, mm -hmm. all right, Julie, and I decided Fidelity, I'm using, I'm going to use myself. An Great, example. Yeah. Fidelity is where I'm going to mm -hmm. go. I also have my other accounts there. My 401k is there. My Roth IRA is there and I'm ready and I know those are in many ways investing as well, mm -hmm, yep. right? But but outside of those two things, because often those that's done by an employer, maybe not so much your Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. um, where and I'm ready to invest. I have no commercial debt. I have no bad debts. I have a substantial amount of emergency fund. I feel like I'm in a good place. Where when you say open up an account, what account is that? Mm -hmm. And what's a good threshold to like? How do I start right is it working through a broker do i do i put do i have them go into like eft's or mutual like what are some of those things i want to make sure that we get clarity yeah on? um especially for young people who are interested in investing and i and i hear this a lot um from students at universities yeah for sure i think that when it comes to the actual accounts there are probably you can kind of say just a, a handful of options there are accounts that are designed to help you save on taxes in the current year. There are accounts that are designed to save on taxes when you are retiring. And then there are accounts that aren't saving you anything on taxes. <laughs> so, so think about those three types, right? And if you think about that, when it comes to money, 
taxes have a lot to do with it. And it's not really to complicate it, but it's it's really for you to think about, okay, what what's my strategy with taxes? What what is it that I wanna how is it that I wanna deal with that? And and what I tell people to do is to know what their income strategy is. So if you are young and you're in college and you're working at a part-time job, you want to know you're bringing in in a year. You know why? Because that amount is what determines what your tax bracket is. And your tax bracket determines how much you owe the federal government and your state governments in terms of taxes. So if you're doing, if you want to do, uh, if you want to maximize taxes, you and you're young and you have a part-time job and you're like you know i'm gonna invest because this is smart and i have a little bit of extra money i don't you know i'm managing my money well you could consider doing a roth and the roth is really one of those three that i talked about the one that you save money in taxes when you retire so essentially you're paying the taxes now and you never have to pay taxes ever again the other, the second one of the three that I talked about was saving taxes this year. And that's when you open up a IRA, a traditional IRA. That's what a 401k does. So if you have a 401k investing, what you're doing, putting money into that account and saving on taxes this year. And you're just going to think about paying taxes when you have to retire. And then that last one that I mentioned out of the three was the, the one that doesn't consider taxes at all because it's a brokerage. And that's the one that you do once you've thought about all of those fun ways to save on taxes and you still have more money to invest. Oh, that's so good. I'm like already like, yep, yep, and yep. <laughs> I'm so that's like- kind of how you, you, you break it down. You, you think about it in that way. So there are a couple of parts to it that you have to really think about to to decide what's that what what account am I going to open but that's kind of a simple three-tier way to to think about it to make your decision no that's that's really great and super helpful I know Elvie and I are ready yeah we are we are I don't know if we're ready but we're definitely like thinking a lot about investing yeah and listen I am here to help y'all so just let me know (laughs) I love talking about this stuff and for (laughs) all of your listeners too, definitely check out some of the content that I have online uh, on Instagram as investing Latina where I love to make jokes so I'm constantly putting out memes related to money and I'm also uh, (laughs) creating content on YouTube and that's really where you're going to get the meat and potatoes of what I like to talk about. You know, Instagram is all fun and games. And then the YouTube is like, okay, these are the the real lessons, (laughs) the actual content, (laughs) the the stuff that matters. So you can use those two as reference points so that you can really, um, you know, just learn a little bit more day by day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely will be checking them out I actually, once I'm ready to take that step in my life. I actually sent them. So, Julie, I, I wasn't kidding. I did. I do speak at uh, a few colleges, and yeah. that was the most asked question. A lot of the students are woke as fuck, I guess. Yeah. Like, Can you help us with, like, investing? And I was like, 
are you how you guys are 19 and y'all ready for for investing <laughs> like man was i asking those questions and they asked me i'm not ready like to invest in stocks myself like i don't feel comfortable but like what are some of the things that i can do right now i saved money over the summer and i i feel like i really want to invest my money and so I walked them through what I thought would make the most sense. And I actually sent them your, uh, your YouTube channel because I was like, I think this is a, probably the best place to go. And I'm like, honestly, I've learned all my money lessons through these incredible personal finance Latinas who, who are navigating this space really well and, and educating us. So, girl. Paying for. So I love that you mentioned that some people aren't necessarily ready to buy stocks. That is a great point because stocks is work and it's a, it's hard. It's, it's not hard, but it can be intimidating because you're like, okay, when do I buy is now the right time. What if the market goes down a little bit, if it goes up. Um, so there's a, always a lot of questions that come to mind when you think about, should I buy a stock? But the great thing is that when you start, and I mentioned a little bit earlier, like I had a target date fund when it came to my 401k, which is what most people have in their 401k. And what that means, when you're thinking about, think about the stock market in two ways. There are stocks, bonds and commodities, and there are funds. And one is the individual things, individual companies, like buying a stock, you have to go in and decide, okay, I want Apple, I want Microsoft, I want Tesla, what but there will be stocks, there will be bonds, there will be commodities that you can buy, but you will also see that there are funds that you can buy into. And what this is, is there is a manager that is an expert in the market that creates these funds. And that is a really great place to start when you don't want to do the nitty gritty work of buying individual stocks. When we're not experts in something, we do have to depend on someone else. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there are um, instances where having a managed portfolio can work for people. Like when it comes to our 401k, those are managed portfolios. People, mm -hmm. you know, they work on those, those funds, they adjust them throughout the years. And you don't have to worry much about it. Are they a little bit more expensive? Yes, they can be a little bit more expensive. But at the end of the day, you're still gaining uh, a good amount of money. You're still gaining year over year. And it's following the market. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really great information to have. Um, so with investing, um, do you think it's important for a person in order to invest to have multiple income streams in order to have more money to invest or um and what are some ways do you think that we should have that we can get additional income without having to get multiple jobs mm -hmm. um because there's some of us <laughs> me, that I just don't like work that way. I, I, I'm not somebody that can have multiple jobs because I feel like my one job takes out a lot of mm -hmm. me and to, and, and to have to do something else on top of that. Like if I had my nine to five and then had something from five to 10, like that's too much. I don't think I would survive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think that multiple in, in, mul 
Yeah, I think that multiple income streams are great, right? They sound wonderful in theory, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, yeah, I could do this and I could do that. But I think what a lot of people fail to realize sometimes is that it spreads you out a lot when you're doing, when you're working on a lot of different things, a lot of different projects, when you're side hustling like crazy. And sometimes it, it isn't worth it. Como decimos en español, mala sal que el chivo. I don't know if you all know that phrase. But <laughs> I never heard that. You never heard that? So essentially it means, this is so Dominican, but it basically means that you're putting in more effort than you, what you're getting out of it. So that happens a lot mm -hmm. with people when they start side hustling and they think that, you know, I can make um, good money doing this, but it costs a, a lot of time and a lot of effort. And sometimes in some cases, a lot of money. So my advice for someone that would like to have maybe multiple income streams, but doesn't necessarily want to have a lot of different uh, jobs or things to do is to really focus on what you're good at. Focus on your career, focus on your value, increasing your value uh, so that you can really become a leader in your field. Because that's really, truly the way that you can move to a different company, you can maybe find a job uh, or be referred to uh, for a consulting type of thing. So if you are the type of person that likes to stay focused and you like one specific topic and you don't want to have um, multiple jobs, then do that and make sure that you're really good at that. So you have your nine to five and then after hours, you're still kind of working a tiny bit on not the nine to five itself, but your own value and the value that you gather from that mm -hmm. nine to five. So I think that that's, there are two ways that you can really approach that. Yeah, that's great. It's great to hear that. because I mean, I think there's also like a big push on social media nowadays on like multiple income streams and all these side hustles. And sometimes I feel like, am I not doing it? Right. <laughs> do I have to do more? No, you don't. Um, you know, and I, I, I really admire people that can do that. But like, I just know myself and like for my mental health, like that is just, not how and I it's work. so smart of you to like um, know that and identify but, that yeah. because sometimes mm -hmm, people mm -hmm, don't know that and they they think that maybe they can do a lot of things but then you know they'll they won't stick to it and it'll just end up being a, a money pit <laughs> you end up losing your money and and uh like if you think about some of the mlms that are out there that people you know sign up to do it costs a lot of front to get started And you have to stick mm -hmm. to it to eventually become successful. And, and that's tough when it comes to small businesses and when it comes to building um, uh, other businesses. Because that's really what you're doing. You're building your own brand from the ground up. And if you mm -hmm. aren't going to stick to it, it's going to cost you more than it's worth. Girl, don't even get me started with MLMs. I am so against them. I think it's so dumb. I think they prey on the vulnerable and the naive and they yep. make it sound like you're going to make all this money and you're going to live some sort of lifestyle and almost always it never happens and it's, it's exactly that. It becomes a money pit and 
people end up losing so much money. And I think they should have invested that in a skill, like learning a skill that actually can take them pretty far, you know? Yeah. But I wanted to just say too that the other thing, the most important aspect of not having multiple income streams is exactly what Elvia said. Like, if you know your mental capacity and it's like for my own mental health, I can only, you know, I want to only, it's also like, okay, only to have one job. I mean, all of our parents are, uh, maybe not all, but I think about my parents just worked one regular ass job and they are retired and they're fine and they saved money and they have a good 401k and a nice pension. Like I want us to not forget that that's okay. Like you can have one income and do really good with your one income. Be smart with your one source of income. And that's also fine. Yeah, I totally I think that there is no need um, unless it's really what you want. If it's right. what you want, yes, go for it. It's great. It's, it's amazing. But otherwise, maximize what you're doing, maximize what you're earning, and invest that money. That, that's where your multiple streams are, of income are going to come in because you're going to be earning. The more you invest into the market, the more dividends you're earning on those funds that you that you own and those stocks that you eventually buy. So use the market as your side hustle, you know, not today trade, but to really put as much money in there so that you can benefit from it as the market continues to rise and will do in our lifetime. Yes. Actually, talking about that, let's jump into how much money we would need to begin investing and should you begin when you have other debts and can you do both? Mm, I, that's definitely one of my favorite questions because I started investing and I didn't have any debt, but I was, uh, I was 19 and I was really into shopping and I was spending all of my money. And then a couple years later, I was up to my eyeballs in debt. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> How dare I? How did yeah. this happen? And um, I continued investing through all of that. So I had debt, but I the money that I was putting into my retirement accounts, I didn't even see because it was done pre before I got my paycheck, you know, pre pre-tax. And um, I never stopped because I still knew that even though I made bad decisions elsewhere by accumulating debt, I had made a good decision in starting and investing. So I, I wanted to continue that and I wanted it to be a habit. I didn't want it. I didn't want to stop uh, and f out of the fear of not starting again. So I'm like, you know, I just want to keep going. I'm going to keep investing, even though I have all this debt. And I'm going to put myself to work and pay off this debt. So I think that you have to definitely think about your whole financial picture. When you have credit card debt, you're paying 20% in interest or more in a lot of cases. And that's really, really tough. And that really eats away at your money very quickly. So you have to kind of look at the numbers and kind of uh, make decision based on make decisions based on those numbers, uh, so that you can say, okay, I want to pay off all this debt. This is what I have. I have high interest debt with credit cards, but I also have low interest debt, like student loan debt. That might be the case for a long time, especially if you are in a very specialized field and you became a doctor. 
you might have $200,000 in debt. So you cannot invest until you pay it all off because you're missing out on the work that millions of people are doing. When you put money into the stock market, you're putting money into something where it's not just you that's benefiting from it. It's everybody waking up at 9 a.m., going to a job and building these companies. So is it better to have just one person working on building your worth, your network, or is it better to have the entire economy helping to build your net worth? So think <laughs> about it in that way. Think about it in that way. Like, yes, you can do things on your own. You can accomplish certain things on your own, but you will never be able to accomplish as much as you can accomplish by having the entire economy working for you as well. Ooh, yes, girl. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to just um, mention that I think um, it's a really great way. It's a really great perspective to look at it that way, because I don't know. I I I always want to reassure people. I think for me, for so long, I was like, "Well, I can't invest because I have debt," you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I had a lot of yeah. commercial. I had a lot. Girl, I was like you, Julie. I was a, uh, I was like uh, nineteen years old. Yeah. Probably making I don't know twelve thousand dollars a year in New York yeah. City. Yeah. And I had a freaking Bloomingdale's credit card, a Gap oh, credit card. Oh my god. Girl, like there was nothing I could afford <laughs> at any of those places. Who did I think I was? I don't know, Carrie Bradshaw. Girl, right. was trying to live my best life broke. Yeah, I remember Diana was like, "Oh my god, I got some cold con <laughs> shoes. They have Nike technology." <laughs> and she was like so proud of these oh shoes that I clearly like, could not actually afford. I think it took me like a year and a half to pay off that credit card so those shoes took me two years to pay off (laughs) I know and that's what we don't realize when we're shopping and putting stuff on credit cards the real cost of the item you end up paying so much more like I was the same way I bought tons of expensive shoes and also tons of inexpensive things just because I needed a quick fix and that took Mm -hmm. work to get out of and to stop doing And you have to definitely, you know, be honest with yourself and be honest about what you want in life in order for you to really make real changes. So, so I'm glad that you, you hopefully got rid of the Bloomingdale's uh, credit card. (laughs) Girl, yes. I was so dumb and naive when I was 19. Um, But what I wanted to say is that I appreciate that you say it's okay to invest while also having debts. Like it's not, Obviously, if you have like tons of credit card debt, like we were just talking about, well over the 20%, which most are in interest, mm-hmm. you should probably try to kill that. But I, I always feel like you never know, real, you, you tackle one thing at a time and it's like, I'm not ready to invest because of these other things. But it's like, I don't know, I just think that those are years that are passing when you're not investing and you could potentially be earning more. So, mm-hmm. so it's just something that uh, I think is, I don't know, it's important to know. Right. Absolutely. And think mm-hmm. about it. Um, the mm-hmm. average is 10%. Like it, it's really like between seven and 10%. But there are years, 2017, for example, literally just three years ago, the market was up 23%, which would have been higher than the average credit card interest rate. 
So if you weren't investing that year, you missed out on all of that growth and that compounding interest that really tags on to that growth. So it's something to think about. And I know that some people, I want to be conscious and, and, and note that people deal with things very differently. Sometimes people want to be extremely focused in order to accomplish one task, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but when it comes to money, you have to know how to use the system, use what you're what you have access to. And we have access to a system that is really working for, for us to, to, and for the entire economy to build up this economy. So keep that in mind, you know, I, even if you are the type of person that's like go hard or go home on one specific thing, also make sure that your money is diversified, that you're not only paying down debt and paying your bills and covering your basics, but you're also investing into the market, investing into, you know, something for yourself, maybe a small business or whatever you're passionate about, investing in education, that is still super, super important. And it goes beyond us going to college. You know, it's, it's constantly learning something mm -hmm. new so that you can become a better person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really great advice. I think 100%. All right. Well, Julie, we are in our final round. This has been really, really great. Super informative. Um, so, you know, the reason I started Misinformed Latina is because of what I just told you. All the things I would tell my 20-year-old self, knowing what I know now. Don't buy yes. that Bloomingdale's credit card or don't get that <laughs> Bloomingdale's credit card. Um, so I, I want to ask that question to you. I, po I pose that to you. Knowing what you know now about life in general, inclusive of money, what mm -hmm. would you tell your 20-year-old self? Hmm. If I had to tell my 20-year-old self one thing, I would tell my 20-year-old self, you are hella smart, hella capable, <laughs> and you're going to achieve great things, regardless of the ups and downs. That's what I would tell my 20-year-old self because I think when we're in that age, we sometimes don't see that and we doubt and we do things just to maybe impress other people and to seem, you know, uh, better off or, you know, just put on these things to, to kind of hide ourselves, our true selves from other people. And it's because we don't recognize how strong we are and how powerful we are so I feel like if I can give myself a message I would give myself that message and of course keep investing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's 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 great yeah I think we forget a lot of those things and yeah like you're saying like we focused on we focus on other things or we try to impress people who are not even worth it um and we kind of lose lose focus on ourselves when it's like the prime time to do so much work on you and like grow and learn yeah absolutely so really and you know that. what even after saying that honestly I would tell the 30 year old my 30 year old self that too 
<laughs> because exactly. it's stuff that we just yeah. have to constantly remind ourselves, you know, like we're, we're, yeah. we're doing mm-hmm. good. We, you know, life is still good. There's still so much opportunity. If you're in a place where you haven't yet started, get started because life, you, you're going to have so many chances. So just get started, uh, keep learning, keep getting informed and focus on the things that you value and that you like so that you can grow in those areas and build a life that you're very proud of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what is something that, what is the best advice that you have ever received? Mm. Um, it could be something that came from a tia, um, your mom, your abuela, a friend, a coach, or even a mentor or an old boss. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is something that you still live by today. Well, my uncle, when I was younger, asked me, hey, are you putting money into your account? Mind you, this is the only, actually, he's not the only gringo in the family now. There's more gringos in the family. <laughs> but he, <laughs> he was the only one at the time. And he just posed that question. He didn't even tell me what to do. He just said, hey, how much are you investing into your 401k? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing the match, like 4% or something like that. And and he said, um, you don't have kids, right? <laughs> Even though he knew the answer to these questions. You don't have kids, right? You don't, you still live at home with your parents. You're not paying rent, right? So why would you not invest more money? And ever since he posed that question to me, I feel like my my idea about money, my ideas about money really changed. And I'm like, you know, you're right. I have I have responsibilities, but they're not huge responsibilities yet. And that's when you have to get started, when you okay. don't have as many responsibilities, when you have the opportunity and you have flexibility. So that was really great advice that I still treasure. Uh, even though it wasn't like, you know, he wasn't like telling me what to do, but he just posed the question. And that question really got my my mind going in terms of where I was heading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? that's really great advice. I mean, nobody was asking me that when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever asked me. <laughs> And I want to leave. Yeah. I want to leave everyone with one last tip before I go. I want to say that mm-hmm. when it comes to investing, that one number, just make it simple for yourself. Think about that one number a month that you can, and then think about everything you can do to increase that number. That's it. If you think about one thing when it comes to investing is really choosing a number and getting started with that number and then figuring out, okay, how am I going to up this? Because increasing that number is how I am going to build wealth. And that is how I'm going to help my kids in the future. That's how I'm going to help them get through college without debt if that's what I choose to do. I'm going to eventually buy a little vacation back home in DR or in Mexico or in... Uh, Brazil, wherever you want to go, wherever you see your life being in the future, it really starts with that one monthly 
investment number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Elvia, I, you and I, I don't think we, I've even thought of that. Girl, we need to find out what that number is because um, Julie, Elvia and I were supposed to go to DR in March. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do a friend anniversary trip. Well, we're oh, starting a new so tradition we did last year. I love we it. it. We, were, we were going to do it this year, but we canceled, obviously, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So me and Elvia have been trying to go to DR for too damn long. About to, about to <laughs> think about that number so we can invest a house, a, a little vacation yes. home there, girl. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And I will help you when you are ready because I, I love <laughs> DR. <laughs> I actually wanted to, to just... Um, say a, a little extra off of that too. I, Elvie and I were having this conversation on our way home from our photo shoot, and I said, "You know, I want to invest and have money so that I can retire earlier, meaning, or be financially free, meaning I don't have to work for money in order to live. That I've mm-hmm. already done very well with my money, and I've built enough wealth to live for the rest of my life the way I want to, and design the life and future that I want." without mm-hmm. having to be bogged down by having to work. Mm-hmm. I would still work because I, I genuinely enjoy it, but at least I can pursue the passions that I have rather than having to have a nine to five for the sake of being able to pay my bills. Right. right. So mm-hmm. I just think investing gives you that freedom or can potentially give you that freedom because that's the way you build wealth. Yes, absolutely. Well, Julie, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you and follow you? Yes, you can find me right on Instagram as InvestingLatina, InvestingLatina.com, and on YouTube where I put out videos that can really guide you in terms of deciding how do I invest my money, what are some options, what are the best ways to kind of deal with money, not only with money itself, but also within relationships, so that, those are things that I love to talk about, and I hope you all can check it out and, and drop me a comment, share some love, uh, and also share with everybody else in, that you think benefit from it. Well, awesome. mm-hmm. Were you going to say something? Else? I was just going to say thank you so <laughs> much for taking the time. Thank you so much for the amazing advice. Yeah. Uh, this was super, super informative and insightful, I know. For Elvie and I, we're probably like, hmm, what are we going to start doing with our investing? Because yoga really trying to get a house up in Dominican Republic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you yes. know, I really appreciate you for being here. Of course. Here. You know, I, I can also mention, if you can add this on, I am teaching a workshop. It's called the Investing Workshop Index Funds and ETFs. So you can check that out and, and find that online just by going to the link in my bio or investinglatina.com. And that workshop is really geared towards people that know that they should be investing. They might have started their IRA, but haven't pulled the trigger on actually picking investments. And that's the workshop that can help you make those decisions. Awesome. Ooh, that's me. That's yeah, exactly come. Just, I need to, I need to do that. It's happening. Yeah. So All right, do you want to sign us off? <laughs> yes. 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 Um, 
Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. This was a great conversation. Please don't forget to rate us, subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. Leave a comment, a review on our podcast. We would certainly love it and appreciate it. And thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.